0: Warning, the following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do,
1: up yours. That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It's another double header of NXC UK review. My name is Troy, joined as always by Jay. How are you, mate?
1: Are you sure about that? Fuck off um
0: (laughs) it's definitely definitely is the first take of this introduction definitely don't worry about it
1: i'm i'm okay how are you (laughs) mate
0: good i'm just recovered from the last couple of days it's been a long few days fun but long
1: yeah buddy
0: yeah buddy we were at a a tnt show uh this past uh thursday friday uh and then a, a little sit down interview thing uh, top Rope Brewing, Scotty Too High, which was really fun. So, uh, we'll, good we'll few be days. Doing,
1: doing a review of the TNT show, I think tomorrow, won't we?
0: I, we will be. I believe. That's right. Uh, however, are. we are here to talk about NXT UK, and as I say, it's a, a double header as usual, and we'll be first discussing the third of March episode, and then we'll be moving on to this week's past episode, which was the tenth of March so last week's episode kicked off with mark Coffey versus sha samuels um this kind of plays into the heritage cup match that we get on this week's episode uh, and these are kind of those guys uh, respective partners tag partners uh what have you um samuels has got new ring gear which looks banging that's, that's really very nice very yellow but nice i like it um into the match both men exchange holds early uh until mark Coffey starts to build some momentum the action spills outside and Samuels manages to gain control. Uh, Samuels then begins to dust set Coffee, uh, targeting various parts of the body and then hits a Mitch and Oprah driver for a two. Uh, he misses an elbow drop off the top rope, which allows coffee to find an opening. And then he continues to, to sell the arm injury, um, which Samuels had been working on um, to soften him up for the butcher's hook. Um, he delivers a bulldog off the top rope for two uh, and then a leaping kick for another two. Shah then hits a modified suit to regain control briefly before both men drop uh, each other with a double clothesline. As they get back up to their feet, Mark Coffey then hits uh, a sliding forearm, which apparently is called the glass check. I think. I'm sure that's what they said on commentary. It sounds like a weird name. Uh, but anyway, he hit that and uh, he picks up the win. It's a finisher he's been using for a, a little bit now, which is that kind of like baseball slide, low sort of forearm as the guy's just getting back up off the floor. Um, yeah, it looks all right. It looks fairly. Fairly vicious, not something I'd want to take. Yeah. Um, But yeah, uses that to pick up the win. Uh, not a bad match. It, it was all right. It's always nice to see Char Samuels wrestling because he rarely does, or at least it feels like he rarely does nowadays. So uh, always good to see him in there looking trim and sexy. Um, trim. Yeah. Moving on, uh, we then get uh, A-Kid um, in the performance centre training, uh, practicing a few holds and submissions. And then we see Dempsey approach him and he asks him to teach him the move that he's just seen him do. Uh, he says no. Um, and he kind of questions his, his actions last week uh, when him and the rest of the I, um, not the I, they're not called the eye, um, <laughs> um, were, were beating up and attacking people kind of post-match. Um, he says that that's not him. Uh, and he hasn't been acting himself. And then Terryman and Raja attack Aikid from behind, uh, and he joins in. We move on to some spooky Isle of Dawn karaoke, which is all a bit weird. Uh, and then we get a moustache mountain post-match interview after their tag team defense, uh, tag team title defense from last week. Um, came across that bait wasn't, wasn't, didn't realize kind of the finish of the match and what happened and what Trent did to win.
1: right yeah, folks in here, isn't it? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if he is there, they're slow building the fuck out because we, we've thought this for
1: a, if, a few if months now. If he isn't, then he's fucking finding his way into the fucking Cody isn't
0: he? <laughs> Cody isn't real, it can't hurt you. Don't worry it's about it.
1: Very real. <laughs> not babyface Cody Rhodes.
0: No, not babyface. Monday
1: babyface. night ball tomorrow at time recording. Nope.
0: Um, Tyler Bate offers them a rematch. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more on that later because it was a segment on this week's episode which delved into that a little deeper. Um, second match of the show is Jack Stars and Dave Mastiff against Pretty Deadly, um, another team and a couple of guys that we haven't seen wrestle for a bit or seldom wrestle, um, obviously them being the former tag team champions before they lost to Moustache Mountain. And Jack Stars and Dave Mastiff with their their ever-growing partnership um, and they're kind of of one another and their bond building. Uh, and this match really kind of enforced that. It was really good. Um, the opening sees Stars um, receive a jacket from Mastiff. So that's what they've been playing in towards the last few weeks. So he eventually gets his own kind of like leather cut jacket. Um, and then the match itself, uh, Howley and Mastiff kick things off. And it seems pretty evenly matched for strength. Howley's got the height advantage. Mastiff's got the, the size, kind of the width. But they seem fairly evenly matched. Um, off a distraction, Howley manages to drop Mastiff with the dead leg, but then immediately, uh, responds by dropping both of them with a double shoulder charge stars then tags in, um, and he works on him, uh, works on, I think it's Howley, uh, works on him for, for a little bit, uh, and then goes to tag Mastiff back in a few moments later, but Mastiff tells if he's got it, stay in. And it's evident that he's got kind of full confidence in him, full faith in, in him being able to sort of carry the match and carry his own, which again is a kind of like interesting turnaround and, and a contrast from how they interacted with each other in that tag team tournament where they were both kind of hesitant to tag each other in. They, they weren't sure if the other one could handle it. So it's nice to see the evolvement of that. Stars and massive then keep up the momentum. Uh, Howley tags back in, massive keeps him grounded with some stiff hoofs to the gut. Then, some frequent tags see massive and stars continue to dominate until Howley eventually makes a blind tag in. Stars attempts to roll up and Stoker attacks uh, him from behind, knocking him out of the ring. This is then when the momentum shifts and Stoker starts to go to work on uh, Stars using the apron, um, brings him back in, and then they cut off the ring uh, for Stars for a while. And they hit some tandem offense uh, with their leg drop and splash for a two count. Uh, and then a couple of moments later, they hit uh, an elevated bulldog off the top rope. Howley's then taken out by Mastiff on the apron uh, when he attempts to antagonise him. Stars manages to make the hot tag in, and Mastiff goes to work on both members of Pretty Deadly. Uh, again, another blind tag by Howley, um, and he leaps over Mastiff as he goes to attack him. Stoker's there waiting for him, drops him for the DDT, and they eventually manage to get hold of Stars' leather jacket that Mastiff gave him at the start. Uh, Stoker wears it. Mastiff drops Stoker with a belly to belly suplex. Uh, sorry, belly to back suplex. Um, Stars is absolutely screaming for the tag to get in because he can see that Stoker's still got the jacket in. Uh, and he gets in, goes absolutely ape shit on him. Uh, like just completely snaps. Um, and then like a man possessed, gets him up for a power bomb. Looked like he almost dropped him, but managed to hold on to it because Stars is a big strong lad. Um, and off the power bomb picks up the win. And Mass's face was absolutely shook. He couldn't believe that. Oh he had gone on on a full-on rampage, beaten with the power bomb. Um I that
1: was really like cool. Some shit. him Looked like he'd seen some shit.
0: <laughs> it was really good though. Really, really cool finish. Really awesome to see stars like come into his own and as I say, that kind of look of surprise from massive, like, I can't believe you've done this <laughs> in a good way. Um, yeah, really cool, really, really good. Uh and yeah, the celebration at the end, uh, stars does the whole massive thing where he kind of stomps down and the camera shakes. So that's good. It's good to see them established as a proper team. It feels like they're a proper team as well. Um, yeah. We then get some Zybrook side nonsense.
1: I, I get the impression, just to go back to that, mm-hmm. they're Pretty Deadly are going to be ending up in NXT 2.0 soon. You reckon? Yeah, I think so. Um, it's purely bit become- fit. Yeah, I mean, they wouldn't have to tweak the characters too much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, pure, purely because they've really not done anything since they've lost the tag titles, and they've not really—I think they've only wrestled like
0: twice, maybe three times at most.
1: Yeah, and they, but they've also not really got anything left to achieve in NXT UK.
0: No, I don't see either one of them as a singles guy. Like for me, they're they're a tag team, a proper tag team, and I don't see you know like how they kind of they've they've had members of Gallus kind of break out. And had these little single bits here and there. I don't see that for Pretty Deadly. Like they're they're a solid tag team. So yeah, as you say, they've kind of they've achieved all they can do. The next logical step would be NXT 2.0. Yeah. And
1: well, as you say, well, well, I don't know about the, logical. There's not much logic there, is there? Wow. Well, yeah. Yeah. All this hellscape. <laughs> the
0: um, as you say, that as as a gimmick and stuff, it doesn't really need tweaking too much. I think they'd be a really good fit for that. I'm not too sure how well they're like entitled kind of like Tory tough boy gimmick would go over in the States.
1: Just The rich boy models.
0: Yeah, I suppose that's how they they tweak it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it'd be cool. I'd, I'd like to see him. There's, there's a lot of really cool matches I'd like to see them have with people in, in 2.0, but I, I worry like, and <laughs> given the recent rebranding of Pete Dunne uh, and Walter, and
1: he's
0: talking about. <laughs> Send Butch. Um, and That's... even a little bit far back, like to, to do drop as well, like Piper Niven, I worry that pff, the same thing could happen. But saying that, unless you watch NXT UK, you're probably not aware of who Pretty Deadly are. Whereas Pete Dunne, Walter, and even Piper Niven to an extent, while she never held the UK Women's Championship had all really made a big, big name for themselves prior to WWE and even whilst in NXT. Whereas Pretty Deadly, I think, probably fall under the radar a little bit, like to compare them to those three. So if they did change them, when they went over to NXT 2.0, I don't think it would be as much of a, oh, I can't believe you've done this.
1: Yeah, I remember um, when Pretty Deadly retained over Moustache Mountain. Mm. Um, and there was loads of people on Twitter who didn't have a clue like who the fuck are these <laughs> yeah and like if you actually watch them they're, they're fucking awesome they're like, brilliant they're probably for they're me one of the pro- best like, tag teams I was going to say for me probably pound for pound the best tag team in WWE yeah, yeah definitely yeah, yeah. the best tag team like there's no real competition in
0: terms of storytelling and, and character work and stuff they're fucking superb hmm absolutely super and even like they're in ring stuff like they remind me a little bit like a bit of a throwback team I get kind of not as technical not as much like a throwback when people talk about FTR or Formula the Revival but I get that kind of like 80s early 90s like shitbag heel tactics like the people that they remind me of like that first come to mind maybe like uh was it the Beverly Brothers from like the early 90s like mm. just two big like strapping lads, oh, kind that- of him, Von Wagnerstad. Von Wagnerstad, yeah, exactly. Come Tuesday. Come Tuesday. But we'll see. We'll see what happens with him. Um, as you say, it, it seems likely that that may happen. Um They're not the only person from NXT UK to be going over to 2.0 I, either.
1: I, I guarantee... No, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, I, gar- I guarantee the first thing people are going to fucking say when Pretty Deadly get over to NXT 2.0 is that they're like fucking young books off wish or something just by looking at them. Yeah. But they do have the same, like a similar look to the young books. I guess. But obviously drastically different style. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you're, just aesthetically you look at them like, You'd put, like if you were going to compare them to black. anyone. Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've got, they've got the look of the young books. that was one thing that they like, kept getting, people kept go, going on about just, the fuck I like them. Like, yeah. It's, it's a fucking it's, late comparison. It's, yeah, yeah, it
0: is a lazy comparison. It's disappointing when you hear that when, like, us as fans of NXT UK, having watched it for, like, now solidly the better part of, like, two years, um, and really invest in them and watch it every week and kind of know what they're about and really enjoy what they do, to then kind of you see stuff online of people that don't and they take it at face value. And as you say, these kind of, like, lazy, like...
1: It's like when people were saying like Kyle O'Reilly's character in um, NXT two, well NXT slash NXT two when he was cool, Kyle was basically mm. like WWE trying to make Kyle O'Reilly Orange Cassidy because of yeah. what what he was wearing. It's like
0: wasn't at all. It, He's not the first person to wear a denim jacket, be yeah.
1: But it, like it's even like the fucking style. Like there's there's no real comparison. There's no. Nothing at Two all. Two totally different wrestlers. Like if if anything, he was
0: probably closer to Warhorse than Orange Cassidy, and they, even that's a stretch.
1: Yeah, but that, that again it's just, just like just lazy. Like lazy, just cheap it, lazy it fucking. It, it it doesn't um it it doesn't have to be all about oh you're just copying this company, you're copying that bit. That's it. yeah, sometimes it's just like a fucking coincidence.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: It's yeah, yeah. I, I, do, I do have my fears for Pretty Deadly, like going mm. to NXT 2.0. I
0: have fears for anyone going to NXT 2.0. To be honest. Yeah.
1: I mean, if if Pretty Deadly end up in NXT 2.0, then get released and then go to AEW and make absolutely deadly with Ricky Starks. <laughs>
0: And just flood,
1: deadly. <laughs> flood America with drip, then I'm down with it.
0: <laughs> All three of them in game blouses. Yes, please. Oh,
1: so many game blouses. Hobbs just stood there with his fucking dungarees looking pissed off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 That's That's so in
1: a fair coat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and his Tim's.
1: <laughs> and his Tim's hook <laughs> just stood there eating a bag of Doritos, I was looking like he's going to kill somebody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, anyway, we digress.
1: As yeah, always. It has codes <laughs>
0: Um, as I say, we get uh, some nonsense I brookside um the vignette on the phone to her dad. I don't care about it. Then we get another vignette for who we believe, and more on that later, is is wild boar. Uh it's this trucker that's kind of walking in the woods. We hear a very Welsh voiceover that's definitely not wild boar, but is wild boar. Um yeah, another really nicely shot little vignette like video package. I thought this was really, really cool.
1: Mm. Um, uh, again, it was we'll definitely talk. different, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah.
0: It's nice. I, I, one thing I will say about NXC. Well, i say one thing I will say. Like, I'm negative about it. I'm rarely negative about NXC UK. But um, one thing I think they do really well are these little uh, vignette video packages that they shoot Um the ones that spring to mind, as much as kind of we we kind of knock on Gallus. A lot of the stuff that was filmed with them was really good. They're the stuff when they were in the car, the stuff when they were at um, Wolfgang's pub, um, the stuff outside in in the car park, and then we also got the. So, like, uh, um, <laughs> I, I thought I, that, no, like in terms just them being really well shot. I thought they looked excellent. Oh um, yeah, um,
1: well shot, but it was just it was just odd.
0: there's the defamiliar ones as well which were really good like the initial ones that were just with Taylor Man when he was sat at the table and then they started building that up and we got them where they're in the apartment and we said a few times like it felt like it was just a a scene out of an episode of Luther and they were really well shot Um, and again this like simple really simple but effective really really cool Um, moving on we get a Joe Coffey and Noam Dar match hype promo ahead of their Heritage Cup match and then we move on to the main event of the show for the NXT uh, UK Championship, Ilya Dragunov against Nathan Fraser. Uh, Nathan Fraser, of course, called uh, called his shot the other week, uh, asked for a match, Dragunov accepted. Um, before the match starts, Dragunov's got new music and a new jacket, and I don't like either of them. Don't worry about it. Well, I'm just <laughs> not a fan. The jacket looks like he borrowed it, it off
1: his missus because it looks it too is. small. He's absolutely not gonna lose that NXT UK Championship soon. Probably, at stand and deliver, and then go to um, go to NXT uh, 2.0 and be rebranded Vladimir, whatever the fuck.
0: I've got to be careful with everything going on. Got to be careful.
1: That's true. <laughs> yeah, got to
0: be careful. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of his new music. Uh, I see you
1: say they've got to be careful. It's fucking WWE. They tried to make a fucking angle out of the Gulf War. Mate, true. Different time. Different time. Don't worry about it. Still, they still fucking did it.
0: <laughs> Is that when? I can't remember Hogan, when that was. Hogan,
1: Sergeant Slaughter.
0: That, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Is that when they had, and like, had Sergeant completely... Slaughter defect and they had him like side yeah,
1: with? He was an Iraqi sympathizer he was managed was by Colonel Mustafa, which was the Iron Sheep Oh yeah, that was it. And, and General had, Adnan, and General Adnan, and then he had fucking, and it was such a, it was such a bomb that WWE had originally got a massive like outdoor stadium for WrestleMania. People were that offended by it that they basically had to downscale the stadium. Wow, to like a sixteen thousand seater arena, and he barely filled up. Jeez, didn't realize that. Yeah, different time. Don't worry about it. I made it. Come on now. <laughs> You're giving them far too much credit, there.
0: <laughs> One thing I will give credit, though, was this match, because, oh, boy, was this stiff. Um, start of the match, Dragunov keeps Fraser down, uh, grounded with a headlock. Um, there was a break in the corner, but it, it wasn't a clean break. Fraser goes to take advantage of Dragunov, takes him down again with a headlock. Um, it, it felt like he was teaching him a lesson in this, like just keeping him grounded and just sort of chopping him down, not letting him get anything in. And it was kind of like when he cut that promo the week after Fraser had asked him for the match, and he was just like, you can have a match, but it took me ages to be ready for it. And basically, you're kind of not ready. I'm gonna, I'm gonna school you, I'm gonna teach you a lesson. I'm gonna prove that you're not ready. And even in these opening few moments, just at the headlock and him keeping him down. I know part of that plays into the fact that Fraser's really quick. So a way of keeping him grounded is just those headlocks. But it really felt like it was just like a kind of teacher and an apprentice. And it reminded me, and as the match went on, shades of Dragonoff and Walter, the first time that Dragonoff mm-hmm. faced Walter. And it was very I, much like, you don't deserve to be here yet. And I'm going to show you why.
1: I, I like the fact that with Ilya, like all of his matches with people feel like it's the first chapter of another match. Yeah, for sure. So like, it, it kind of like his journey with Walter where it was like, it it was it wasn't even like the first chapter in WWE. It was the first chapter. So, like he, he's he's making people go on the same journey as him.
0: Yeah, yeah. He
1: got absolutely pulverized by Walter in the first match, and then the second match. Yeah, he that came back dealt, ten yeah. times more aggressive. Yeah, and there was even like a bit like the hearkened later on in the, in this match where phrase like really ramps up his intensity. Yeah, and it looked earlier looks shocked. Very so much like. like Wait, you, you're, you shouldn't be doing this yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: Fraser then starts to build some momentum, bounces off pretty much every part of the ring before eventually dropping uh, Dragon off of a crossbody with a drop kick. Uh, he then hits him with several forearms, which seem to anger Dragon off, and then he just drops him with one, just one, uh, right down to the floor. Uh, he then locks in uh, a sleeper, uh, then drops him with a rip, card, rip cord forearm, follows up with some stiff chops in the corner. Uh, Fraser then hesitates a few moments later with the, the springboard kind of uh, is it a knee or a, I think it's the knee. It's the same thing Rollins does, comes up off the corner, like springboards up. Um, mm. He hesitates to that, drops back down to the apron and Ilya just drops him with the big boot, drags him into the ring uh, and then drops him again with a massive backhand chop and gets a two off that. Dragon goes back to the sleep behold, keeps him grounded. It was kind of like a sort of million-dollar dream, or like a, a version of that. Uh, keeps him grounded. Uh, this is kind of a theme for, for most of the match, really. Um, brings him up to drop him again with another massive forearm. Uh, Fraser manages to drop him momentarily with an Insiguri, but Ilya levels him with two German suplexes. Fraser escapes out the third. Goes to spring off the middle rope. Dragonov avoids that and then drops him with a gotch lift suplex for two. Uh, immediately hits a back senton and then back into that million dollar dream submission. Uh, a few moments later, we get a super kick and a runner from Fraser for a two count. Um, both men then exchange blows in the middle of the ring uh, before Fraser hits a sling blade. Another big exchange of offense in the middle of the ring. Fraser drops Ilya with two massive super kicks for a close two count. And then another massive exchange uh, in the middle of the ring. This time, Dragunov gets the better of Fraser, drops in with a huge lariat, which I think they've called the Ode to Constantine. And I'm not sure if I've heard them calling that before, but still pretty cool. Uh, Moments later, Fraser manages to uh, reverse a second rope uh, powerbomb attempt from Ilya into a Rana. He then goes for a 450 splash, doesn't get all of it, but gets a really close two count off the pin attempt. Uh, and then as we go into the finish of the match Frazier attempts a runner in the middle of the ring uh, Dragunov reverses that into a powerbomb Frazier kicks out Ilya then drops a dirty looking forearm from a standing position right into his face gets all of his body weight over for the pin and Frazier still kicks out Frazier then sees the weakness on Ilya's arm uh, connects with several kicks he follows up with a German suplex of his own he goes off the top ropes but then it's a level with a massive lariat from Ilya um, brings him back up to his feet, slaps him about a bit, and then finally ends him with the torpedo Moscow for the win. Um, they shake hands afterwards, which was nice, but that was banging. That was stiff as fuck. It's everything I wanted, and for me, that's uh, Fraser's best match he's had in NXT UK since he's been there.
1: Yeah, really, really it. good. Um, is um. He's like as as we said, he's really improving as each match goes on. Mm. You can see it. It's really cool to see. I just hope they don't drop the ball with them now and then. Like, but it do, it does feel like they're kind of building Fraser up as the guy who's going to be kind of like the face of NXT UK mm. for the foreseeable when Ilya it goes. They move be- Dragon off. Yeah, when I- Ilya gets moved to NXT Two and he's. Dressed like a fucking tip, like stereotypical Russian guy with a hip flask of vodka and <laughs> eating a ball of borscht. Eating what? Eating a ball of borscht. <laughs>
0: For fuck's sake!
1: Um, <laughs> and just, just like you know, them trying to, trying to just get us to forget all about everything he's done prior to that because that's what the WWE seem to want to do these days.
0: Yeah, it's it's very fucking weird. Without digressing too much into it and we'll we'll discuss this more on, on the news episode um, which will come out early this coming week um, but this whole thing where it's you've got this developmental territory in NXT 2.0 and to a slightly lesser extent NXT UK whilst it's not a developmental like you see people brought over them to NXT 2.0 and then subsequently a- NXT main UK
1: wrestlers aren't allowed to put a WWE superstar on the Twitter bios they're not no really Oh, did not they're, know that they're not, they're not that that's why part of the reason why they're like they distance themselves, but it, it's mad, isn't it? So, uh, yesterday morning we were watching AW Rampage, mm. and on Swerve's entrance, it said there's held 12 different championships and 11 different companies, yeah. And we both kind of went, That's really cool that. Recognise the
0: fact that they had a career it, yeah, elsewhere. recognise
1: that the person's worked that arse off to get there as well. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like As opposed to, we've, re- we've rebranded you, you've done nothing before this, forget everything you know about this person, you're now our property. Which yeah, is like, kind of how
1: it feels. they fucking taken Pete Dunne into a Peaky Blinders, knockoff, yeah. called fucking Butch. It's just they've, lazy, isn't it? They've ignored everything he's done in NXT, everything he's done in NXT UK. I mean, when he was an NXT fucking UK, he came up with the progress title at one point. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they've just, they just—they don't even give a shit about that. It's like it—it's so arrogant mm. to just act as if the fans won't remember shit. Yeah. And I know, obviously, they've got a the they like the the hardcore fans are a very small percentage of their audience, and they want to branch that out to a more mainstream audience. Vince McMahon is adamant that he's not in the wrestling business, he's in the entertainment business. But at the same time, the the hardcore fan base, the ones who have been there and stayed mm-hmm. there, people like me who have been a fucking WWE fan all of my life, who mm-hmm. now feel so jaded in the product that literally... And you were fucking there. You saw my reaction when the people <laughs> yeah, think I. you like, no, yeah, I'm done it. with them. That's it. People. I'm out. <laughs> and like, I even, it even like NXT UK, which I fucking love, felt like a fucking chore to watch this week mm. because of my kind of like ill will towards the company in general because it's just like, they don't give a shit about my fucking, about my custom. They don't give a shit. They've already got me. Yeah, yeah. Like, they they don't care about whether I'm, whether I'm happy or not about them fucking rebranding two of my favourite wrestlers. Granted, Walter at the moment has just gone from Walter to Gunther, still largely seems like Walter wrestling-wise. Yeah. But it's a matter of fucking time. Yeah. it And that's the thing, you shouldn't... Like, these, pe- these people have managed to get, like, a fan base, managed to get popular, managed to get signed by WWE. Mm-hmm. Based on the fact that they've had something that has appealed to people, yeah, yeah, and so it's why then just take that away. Yeah, it's absolute arrogance to go. Well, I didn't do that, so we're Sorry. going to do this. Yeah, yeah.
0: So forget everything you know about them because we didn't get them that because we didn't get them
1: to that position. They
0: yeah, they have like, their own
1: back, So forget that. There's obviously the other side of it where it's again, as I say, they've got a larger audience. And you you look at like actors getting typecast in roles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to you don't want to see like for example Christian Bale play the same role every fucking time. Definitely not. Don't want him to see you don't want to see him play smarmy rich guy in every single role he does, even though <laughs> kind of does. Um, <laughs> even though he's he's kind of pigeonholed himself into that, but at the same time he hasn't because he's, then you look at films like The Machinist where. Yeah. Exactly. He lost a shit ton of weight and he looked awful. Um, you look at the uh, oh fuck, what's his name? Um, the Cheney film, yeah, where he put like on, on a shit ton of weight and he shows like his diversity, like Thor: Love and Thunder, where he's playing God the God Butcher. Yeah, yeah. And I've only seen like fucking set photos. i have not seen the actual thing yet, but apparently he's gonna. It's gonna be like a completely different thing that you've ever seen from Christian mm. Bale. And you get that, like you you don't want to see. People getting typecast into that role, but at the same time, with something like WWE, where it is all about like that character you're playing. Yeah, and obviously Vince McMahon's like on the Pat McAfee show was like, "Oh yeah, well it's it's all about distancing yourself from that character, like not make not having the character be you, being able to turn the character off when you like leave the arena and go for dinner somewhere."
0: Mm.
1: And it's like, well, that's fair enough, but at the same time, you don't need to completely and utterly rebrand. Yeah. yeah. A person because of that. And
0: what's mad is, I know we said we wouldn't get into this. We talked about it in the news, and we have got into it quite a bit. But it's. I I, I know
1: for a fact, when the AK match comes up, I'm going to go into it. So. (laughs)
0: What's mad is, it's like we want you to completely completely forget what Pete Dunn's done before. Like, you yep. forget. Oh, you may know him as a different name, but he's called this now. You're like, fuck I off. Mean, he had a match that's... of the year on TakeOver. You've had him defend the UFC UK Championship on a TakeOver. You've had him on an episode of Raw defend it. Like, it's fucking balmy. And oh, suddenly, no, no, he's a different guy. But let's not get too much into that because this match, back to the, the case in point, oh, it was, really, was awesome. really, really fucking good. And I hope that if Dragunov does go to 2.0, they don't change too much. They may well do. They probably will do. But we can Fingerless only hope.
1: Gloves, a flat cap, like a newsboy cap, long long trench coat, bottle Stop of borscht, bottle of vodka.
0: What were your highs and lows anyway from uh, from last week? Oh, it's
1: the main events, isn't it? That was of course brilliant. it is. Of course it um, is. Lows, as I say, it's more just the general thing. Like it feels very much like the slowly petering out nxt uk um obviously obviously with the fact that they're not really even acknowledging like people from nxt uk in nxt 2.0 like them gradually like changing their characters and like they'll they'll mention it but that's about it like, by mm-hmm. the time they get the fucking main roster and they, they, what's nxt2 what's nxt uk so
0: yeah well you say that I've got a point that we can discuss on this week's episode when we get to it that makes okay. me think maybe something different. Um, so your low was just that general kind of like sucker it punch does, in the gut. From... It,
1: it does feel like, for me, like it's kind of like the plug's been pulled out and the water slowly spiralling down out of, the, out of the bath. Right,
0: right. Okay. Uh, my my low is a uh, nonsense.
1: I mean, that's always a low as well. <laughs>
0: Shall we move on to this week's episode from the 10th of March?
1: Go on then.
0: Go on then.
1: So this this match that opened, to be fair. This this was a bit Ooh. of me. Oh boy. Um Charlie Dempsey versus AK, and do you like violence, Troy? Because I can fucking <laughs> move. You've seen I'm... my moves set on 2K22.
0: Christ, yeah. For, for a character that you've made 360 pounds, you shouldn't be moving about like that.
1: It's ridiculous. I didn't make him 360 pounds. I just fucking <laughs> I, I Just I gave just, him all
0: the murder moves.
1: I just went with the stock body and then gave him all of the murder. <laughs> um,
0: uh.
1: But yeah, so uh, Dempsey, before he enters, says he doesn't need the uh, familiar uh, for this match. And he's on his own. Um, him and A-Kid come up. Right, so here's the A-Kid thing. I'm going to get out there. If you notice, he started growing a little goatee. No, behave. They're doing it. They're doing it.
0: They're not going to turn him into a matador.
1: You know for a fact they are. They
0: already had a Matador back in the 90s. And? <laughs> had, I, don't and I, I
1: don't need to see it. I don't need to see it again, is my point. They had a Tony D'Angelo in fucking 2000 called Nunzio, mate. <laughs> Fuck me.
0: <laughs> oh, Nunzio. Why have you Why have you reminded me of that nonsense?
1: They, they, they're, not a, they're not a verse. They're fucking recycling gimmicks, mate.
0: Oh...
1: Think, They're gonna give think him some fucking, nonsense name, aren't they? Like do you, do you think do you think Butch is the first motherfucker who's shown up in a braces and a flat cap with a fucking Billy Club? No, I mean Rich Holland. Not, that's Ridge, not Rich Holland. <laughs> Seamus. It's not Seamus. <laughs> uh those, those fucking those, those people in the 90s, mate. <laughs>
0: They're absolutely rebranded him like Hector Teresa aren't they? Or something like that. <laughs> it's gonna be something awful. Really bad.
1: <laughs> just just I'm um, fucking just call him Jay's tears. tears and be done with it. <laughs> Jay's tears. Because that's what's gonna result in. I'm i re- I'm actually gonna watch NXT 2.0 this week purely for the fact that it's got Kashida versus A Kid. Yeah. And you know when you know when A Kid wins and then goes, Oh, well, I'm no longer A Kid. I am um, El Senor Hermano or some bullshit like Christ. that. I'm right, you ju- can
0: you can join for the NXT 2.0 review I, this
1: week then. I don't want that evil on me.
0: Do it just for Especially this week, just for this day. week. If, you go, if you're gonna watch it, just at least join for the week. My birthday's
1: this come Tuesday, mate. So I don't want to fucking deal with that mate, shit. Mate,
0: that is the, that's the ultimate birthday present. Come on.
1: Nah, I'm I'm, I'm busy with family. Doing anything, um,
0: <laughs> anything but review NXT 2.0. <laughs> Um, oh, I'm not going to watch let's the get on whole with show. This.
1: I'm going to watch just that match
0: right right uh, but
1: yeah Aikid had a little goatee and that's giving me the fear because um, it looks like he's growing it out for a reason <sighs> um, anyway match starts uh, lots of Matt wrestling and they're very much in a stalemate. Dempsey does have a size advantage over Aikid well Aikid's speed kind of like manages to keep uh, keep Dempsey kind of like at bay uh Dempsey manages to maintain wrist control over Akid at one point and hit a lovely wrist clutch suplex. Mm. Um and then keeps the wrist control and goes for like a few like holds, uh, pin attempts. Uh there's a bit where Aikid has a bridge and then manages manages to reverse it, and Dempsey bridges and his neck strength is obscene. Big, like,
0: big meaty neck.
1: A, there's, a, there's a bit where he's bridging. A just standing on him like he's That's, a fucking That was fucking absurd.
0: And he crossed, and, he folded his arms, didn't he, at one point? One yeah, just
1: on his he's head. Just, he's just grinning at A shaking his head. Um, <laughs> doesn't even flinch. Uh, th- this then leads to A kind of slapping Dempsey, and they just start punching the fucking shit out of each other. Uh kid locks in an iron octopus at one point and then kicks Dempsey in the throat. And Dempsey just brutalizes him. Goes for a stomp. A kid to block it with his ear and turn it into an ankle pick. It's right there. What he should have done was he should have grabbed his wrists first and then stomped on him repeatedly on the head. <laughs> doesn't fail. Oh, for, doesn't anyone fa- that does,
0: for anyone that doesn't know, Jay's got some weird fetish with Daniel Bryan's grab both arms, stomp
1: Dude. on their face. Called by his real name. The well, we're, talk- in-
0: we're talking about WWE and every gift that you post is him from WWE.
1: Nah, I posted Ring of Honor stuff last night. Really.
0: Only last night? Up until then?
1: <laughs> That's because I went hunting. I was trying to find the one of Hangman to annoy fake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's the best move in wrestling that Danielson stomped. Um, so, yeah, uh, A-Kid reverses a bar attempt by stomping on Dempsey's face at one point. That was brutal. I bet you um, liked that, didn't you? Oh, that was fucking great. Um, <laughs> Dem- Dempsey hits a... Re- Repeated bridge and leg picks, which just look nasty. The angle of a kid's leg, um, I
0: swear a kid's made out of plasticine because he gets bent in some horrible angles. I think back oh, to the I, one with Jordan Devlin, where he just bent his, his foot yeah. up to like the back yeah. of his head.
1: <laughs> I, I really, really want to see a kid versus Brian Danielson just for, uh, for the silly shit they'll get up to,
0: yeah, just folding I'd, each other up like an accordion.
1: I, I'd say, I'd say Zach Saber Jr., but that match happened. In like what? a fucking
0: Zach Sabre Junior and a kid.
1: Yeah, really. It's one of the only matches Melts has actually retroactively gave five stars. Wow. So like six months after, because it happened in like a fucking tat, like a little fucking chair short somewhere. <laughs> Zach Sabre Junior didn't even have his gear on; he had his shorts on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Amazing.
1: And he just tore each other apart for like half an hour. Um <laughs> So. Yeah, uh, Dempsey does the nasty-looking leg picks. He finally transitions from them into a regal stretch attempt. Uh, Akid manages to block it, so he transitions that into the cattle mutilation. Lovely little uh,
0: homage great. there
1: to two guys who helped him, um, mentor him, his dad and his brother. Um, and then he goes for an armbar attempt there and follows up with a really nice-looking fisherman suplex. Oh,
0: that was off-catching the kick, wasn't it? Like, Aikid went to kick yeah. him and he caught it and he kept hold of it.
1: I, we've said it before, there's really no wasted motion at all with Charlie Dempsey. Nope, like nothing. Every single thing he does in the match means something. Yeah. And everything is a transition into like his next uh, point of attack. Like yeah. I, I said to you before, he reminds me so much of Brian Daniels, and and mm. he's probably gonna be in a couple of years' time, if he's allowed to kind of just remain Do his thing. doing this, he's probably gonna be widely regarded as like one of the best wrestlers in the world. Mm. if he's allowed again if he's allowed so if he goes to NXT UK uh, NXT 2.0 I'm fucking worried already
0: give me Dempsey against Jonathan Gresham
1: just I I I mean I I hate to see anyone lose their job but I want to see the people I want to see leave WWE because I think that their kind of ceiling is outside of that company yeah yeah, and these two absolutely these two like those either man against Jonathan Gresham as you say uh Either man Either against man.
0: Brian Danielson.
1: Brian Danielson, Timothy Thatcher,
0: Daniel Garcia,
1: Daniel Garcia, Wheelie Utah, yeah. Lee Moriarty, Fred Yehai, um, all the murder boys. Zach Sabre Jr. Yeah. You know, like oh, just so exciting. Stop it. I can hear you getting excited. Um <laughs> I just want to see them fucking tear each other apart. <laughs> um so yeah, the Aker hey, he goes for his corner drop kick, DemC dodges, and like literally before kids like, kind of like landed on his feet at Dempsey, Dragon suplexes him. Um, he reverses the own platter into a reverse powerbomb, which looked nasty. Mm-hmm. And uh, Aykid rolls out the ring after this. Dempsey distracts the referee. Uh, Rohan Raja comes out, throws Akid into the ring post and Dempsey wraps Akid up in the modified bow and arrow to pick up the win. Oh,
0: I not. Se- I feel like I've not seen him do that for a while. That modified bow and arrow where he reaches around to grab the hands. Do it
1: on it, isn't it? Yeah. Flexible like he boys. Did he did it on Josh Morrill. He, he tried to do it on Danny Jones. It just didn't happen. Nah, Danny Jones yeah. is too thick. No. Danny so Jones is
0: a big hoss lad. You're not doing it on him.
1: He turned it into a regal stretch. Yeah. Um but that's what's good as well. Like he doesn't have like a set finisher. Like that's no, he just adapts depending on who he faces. Yeah, that's his kind of go-to, but he does like and Brian Danielson did it when he um when he First joined AEW, he was go- had like got three or four win.
0: finishes. I think
1: he's going through a phase where he's trying to win his win every match with a different finishing move, <laughs> just to show like how diverse he is. And fucking great! Oh, just uh, this match was awesome. This was yeah, one of my matches of the year already. Yeah, it was good. So fun. Um, so fucking technical. More, of the, uh, Aaron would have hated it because <laughs> you know. They actually did wrestles in it.
0: Actual wrestles and not fucking Jado rockets <laughs> and baguettes. <laughs> Whatever the fuck a Jado rocket is, I don't no, know.
1: No, don't worry about it. Um <laughs> no nobody got put through a door. Um <laughs> but yeah. More of this, please. More yeah. just give give Charlie Dempsey all of the belts in in NXT UK.
0: Give him the Heritage Cup.
1: Give him the Heritage Cup, give him the NXT UK championship. Give him the tag titles on his own. Um, <laughs> just, have, just have him slowly pull Trent's, Trent Seven's limbs off like he's pulling fucking wings off a fly. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Imagine the cell job Trent to do that. <laughs> Tyler! Trent, Trent like fucking Anakin after he's been had his fucking limbs chopped off. <laughs> just lying on the lava and fucking <Man>. Uh, Tyler's, just like the, Tyler's just like the Emperor just waiting to go over after he's but stopped fucking being on fire <laughs> and he puts a trend Seven into a Darth Vader suit and it all goes fucking wrong from there um, <laughs> oh god anyway moving on uh, so Sid Scarlet <laughs> is about to announce an American talent coming in uh, Wolfgang interrupts uh, and he's like oh, oh, oh sorry uh, Sid Scarlet is, 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 is this almost felt like a punishment <laughs>
0: you're gonna be humbled and have your back broken
1: he's like oh you didn't interrupt me but you're just the man I was looking for eh? you're gonna face Roderick Strong
0: yes boy and
1: you can see the fear in Wolfgang's eyes it's like oh no do you, do you <laughs> reckon Bivens has made the trip over
0: oh I hope so
1: because I really I see hope so be an absolute gobshite to Mark Coffey just because <laughs> it'll be
0: funny <laughs> um, sort of see him being a gobshite to anyone all the time.
1: <laughs> Bivens just coming in and slapping Sid Scarlet with his gloves. <laughs> it's fucking great.
0: This is pretty cool though. Roderick Strong coming over to NXT UK.
1: Yeah, and um, this kind of adds to my theory that like it's kind of like circling out a bit because now
0: I thought it was the other way around when I said it uh, said earlier, like with I mean, a certain someone coming in.
1: Well, here's the thing: so Roderick Strong, they he's like the last kind of vestige of NXT black and gold on NXT mm. we know, isn't he yeah the Ch- chamber's gone main roster now so yeah So's butch. Uh, so it's butch so it's pretty much just Roderick Strong
0: Cameron Grimes I, arguably
1: uh because Grimes is, Grimes they kind of repackaged the bit to suit that more mm. um, yeah I get what you mean yeah yeah Strong, Strong is literally literally like Diamond Mine was one of Triple H's last things yeah Strong was meant to be like the centerpiece, the crown jewel of the diamond mine, mm. and then obviously Vince has got a fucking hard on for the Creed brothers. So, I mean, just, they're good. Yeah, they're very good. Um, I'm not taking anything away from them. I'm just saying Vince Vince got a hard on for them, so he can give a fuck they about over, they, they
0: overshadow Roderick Strong.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I get the impression that Roderick Strong's probably not long for WWE. Oh, really. Yeah, he's he's the last kind of, he's the last guy like that that Vince probably is like, what we do with him? It's, it's only changed. that he's, it's only that he's in the diamond mine and that's probably why they've like sent him to NXT UK because it's like, let's fuck all of you to do it. Mm. I suppose they're building up the Creed Brothers as a tag team. um,
0: Like as incredible so the threats, they're building wrestling. up. Main build, events. Yeah. Building up Ivy Nile as well. Um, yeah. Yeah,
1: I guess so. I mean they got rid of when you look at the Get original like man, line, they? got rid of yeah Hideki Suzuki, they got rid of uh Tyler Rust.
0: Oh yeah, fuck I forgot Tyler Rust was um, in there.
1: They got rid of well originally Marina Shavir was gonna be in there, there was talk of Thatcher being in there, they got rid of yeah. them. Um Arturo Ruasi was another who was meant yeah. to be in there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then before he could even debut, even though he's in the vignettes. Yeah. Um, so yeah I think I think that he's, him getting took over to NXT UK is very much a case of oh, fuck all for you in NXT 2.0 right now they're doing the actual style wrestling that you're doing over there mm. that's that's kind of it, it's as I say it's kind of like NXT UK feels very much like the last kind of last sort of dying remnants of NXT black and gold Mm. where you've still got similar logo yeah you've got the similar aesthetic um there's no like gunge pits and shit like that yeah um (laughs) or you know doesn't seem
0: as character kind of gimmick based either as yeah there's there's
1: this character there's obviously characters like we'll talk about one in a minute um but at the same time it's very much the work rate show yeah for sure it's what it's what NXT was before they added the extra hour onto it. Yeah. Try to like make it a TV show and a third brand. Mm-hmm. Um and it's that I think Roderick Strong, a guy with his experience, a guy who's is insanely talented as him. Mm. I, I feel like they just they kind of just put him there just to get him to do something.
0: Elevate some of the talent he's around
1: the He's probably gonna be Ilya's next challenger. I'd like to see that. That'd be stiff. That would be very... Well, they, they had a match um, before Stan and Deliver, didn't he? Oh, yeah, delivered. they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever the takeover was earlier, because Roderick bust earlier open Hardway, didn't he?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I, I get the impression, I do get the impression that, like, Roderick Strong's obviously signed a new deal last year. Mm. I, I get the impression he's either not going to see that out because he gets released or... If he doesn't get released, he's he's gonna just wait for that to expire mm. and then probably go do a fucking murder tour of Japan or something or <laughs> and then join down, his
0: join his boys in AEW.
1: Hunt down Jonathan Gresham and fucking bat breaking the soul out of his body. Because <laughs> uh, you know, that's that's a match we've been, the world needs. Yeah. Um but yeah, either way, it's exciting, isn't it? I love Roderick Strong, I think he's a fucking awesome wrestler. He's yeah, yeah criminally underrated um, especially because when he was in the Undisputed era he was overshadowed by basically all the other members except for mm. Bob Fish mm. Um and then you see Bob Fish when he's doing shit like outside of like being in the Undisputed era like yeah he's really fucking good <laughs> um, the little run he had in AEW just before O'Reilly and Cole showing up was yeah. fucking Batman um, but yeah we'll, we'll see uh, either way this probably not the match I would have made if I was like, oh yeah, we've got Roderick Strong over to NXT UK. Mm. But it'll be interesting to see because it shows up by Roderick Strong as Wolfgang's not exactly as slouch as he No. Nah. But the thing okay. is,
0: if he's coming over to do, he's not coming over for just a match, they'll they'll do like a few yeah, weeks that's... worth of taping. So I imagine we'll see a few more whilst he's
1: over. Yeah. Him. As I say, I reckon he's going to be Ilya's next challenger. Mm. Should good. should have should have done Roderick Strong versus uh, El Matador. I, but you know, two they're, they're too busy fitting him out for his little uh, Matador suits, getting on. him a getting him a red cloth to wave at fucking somebody. <laughs> 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 um, probably a command hero pretending to be a bull. Um, and yeah, so moving on, uh, we got Aaliyah James versus uh, versus. Uh, talking about Mako versus um, Isla Dawn, and saying like she wants to face Mako next. Um, and then Stevie Turner shows up, uh, getting into a bit of an argument about the interview time. And um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it, isn't it, mate?
0: Yeah. Leah <laughs> James was just like, I don't know what this means, like, she was saying, I'm always two steps ahead. Blah, blah, blah. And well, James like, I don't, what know, it what, means, you I see, don't know what you're on about. And I was like, you're not the only
1: one. <laughs> I'll explain what it means. Don't worry, I've got you covered. I, don't, I
0: don't need to know. So, I really don't need to know.
1: Basically, um, Stevie Turner, she's from the fourth dimension. A- Aaliyah James, she's two dimensions below her in the second dimension. But Aaliyah, Stevie Turner is also like from the future, so she's four steps ahead of her. So that's why she's, she's futuristic, four-dimensional Stevie Turner. Fuck you! It's it's easy to get confused. I know, um, <laughs> especially in your advancing years. Um <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Advancing years. Pushing push forty, mate. Uh, can
0: get, oh wow! <laughs> I can advance the fucking boots at your face if you carry on.
1: Yeah, don't worry about it. You can't reach. Um, <laughs> there's fucking miles between us right now, pal um anyway two hour train
0: journey mate be there like that don't you worry
1: yeah well i'll, I'll be four steps ahead of you and i'll oh, i'll Jim. be in the fourth di- dimension right cool. you'll come in on the second platform i'll be stood on the fourth platform <laughs> um i hate
0: you so much
1: <laughs> so yeah moving on <gasps> we got symbiosis first danny jones josh Morrell. not a whole lot of this they just made the moral uh, Jones hot tags. Moral hits a really nice corkscrew splash off Jones onto um, off Jones's shoulders onto T-bone. Yeah, and then symbiosis just do a murder on Moral. hit, yeah. hit the ambush, pick up the win, um, and then wild boar returns. Beats the a wild boar symbi- appears. <laughs> yeah, beats uh, symbiosis down with a chair, and then gets an Eddie Dennis's face um, and primate T-bone. Just pull him out of the ring. And they look they look like they've seen a ghost uh, yeah, obviously man. playing off the vineyard where last week where he's like, Oh yeah, you put me out of pasture and all this. Um he looks lean, he looks like he's
0: dropped a few pounds, man.
1: Yeah. Um, I wonder if he's going to have a team with him, or if he's just gonna be like going after nah, him?
0: I, I think he's gonna be a singles, I think he's gonna go through each of them. I think they might build him up as a singles guy.
1: I will just put him back in symbiosis.
0: It makes sense. I'd like to see him back in there as part of that faction. I, I, Maybe I feel, beats them up, and then that's how he proves that he's kind of worthy to go back in or something.
1: I feel like Primate and um, T Bone Boar had a better a like bit of chemistry than Primate T Bone. Uh, I do, but
0: I do really like T Bone and Primate as a team. But I, I see, yeah, no, I, no, I, I, I agree. No. I feel like there was better chemistry between Boar and Prime,
1: Yeah. But, uh, well, well, we'll see what happens. It's interesting little development there.
0: It's good to see him back because there's a lot of people that are on the shelf at the moment for NXT UK. He
1: got he got quite a nasty injury as
0: well, it was didn't a he? knee injury. He had a big old knee brace on as well. He's out for like mm. a year. So, yeah. Yeah, good to um, see him back. Really, really good.
1: Yeah. Uh, we then get the Nina Samuel show, a friend of the podcast. She gives a tour of the Performance Centre. Um she interviews Amelia McKenzie and asks um, ask her what, whether Mako's forgotten about it. And then Amelia just turns it around on her and says, why are well, you dressed like a flamingo at 9am at the PC? <laughs>
0: uh,
1: and Nina's just like, cut, cut. Because <laughs> she's
0: Nina a fucking Samuel. She does what she wants. She's
1: fucking great. I love Nina. She's brilliant. <laughs> just so, so entertaining. Yeah. Just, as I say, she, she reminds me of like just a fucking pantomime character or something. <laughs> Just hilarious. Um, we then go um, to like a little video uh, of Smith and Carter pulling over, like the cameraman going, Go come, yeah, comes it. Get them to say what they just said, and like Mustache Mountain, they like sort of like backtrack and go, "Whoa, well, you know." <laughs> uh, it basically leads to like Smith and Carter caught like accusing Mustache Mountain of cheating again, um, and both I thought both members were being a bit this here.
0: What both members
1: of Mustache like Mountain?
0: Mountain a little bit, but well, it's just like cowardly backing out. Like, Trent, oh, well, you, Trent you can't, you can't have a title shot just yet, yeah, you've got to do yeah. this first, yeah.
1: Trent, Trent basically says, uh, they should have two singles matches for a rematch and then they argue some more. And yeah. it's announced that, um, we've got Tyler Bate versus Oliver Carter next week, which will probably be a backing, yeah, man. Yeah. But Ashton Carter's is going to fucking send Ashton Carter, Ashton Smith's going to send Trent Seven to the. fucking... Shadow, Shadow rounds, <laughs> the the um, and then we get um, main event heritage cup match star versus coffee. Um, very, very bare bones heritage cup match, this wasn't it? Yeah, just I said it before, it's nothing against Joe Coffee, but just all doesn't really do anything for you. Feel the same,
0: yeah. I mean, the thing that surprised me in this, like the first couple of rounds, like. Coffee was really composed, and they talked about that a lot in commentary, where usually he kind of comes in his he's all-guns-blazing, whereas this was like him trying to adapt, and, and he's clearly studied Heritage cut matches to know that you don't go mm-hmm. in all-guns-blazing in that first round. So it was clever, like, the psychology behind that. But I get what you mean. There's still... I don't know what it is, because he's, he's not a bad wrestler. He's not a terrible <clears throat> sort of character or gimmick, but I just... I never really get much from his matches and I don't know if it's the way they're booked or it's who he's against or what yeah
1: because but... when he's done stuff like outside of NXT UK he's been a he's been a lot more like kind of compelling interesting because he can do like high spots he can do moon and shit like that mm. he doesn't he's he very much they've, they've got him doing the whole burnable fighter thing and it's just like mm. it's a bit me feels uh, almost
0: yeah. a bit shackled
1: Yeah, it does. um, Very much like a a big man who can move, but they're just like, well, don't do that. No, we don't don't need to do that. Do that once every now and again. You don't need to do it all the time. Hmm. Okay. Then what what makes them stand out? Exactly. Um, So yeah, round one, back and forth. Coffee goes for Boston Crab. Dar holds on to the end of the round. Uh, Really not much else to report on that. No. Uh, round two, Coffee overpowers Dar, pounces him, and hits a German suplex followed by a Glasgow send off to go 1 0 up. Um, round three, Coffee controls the match. Um, Dar reverses a pin attempt into a champagne super knee Coffee tries to roll him up, and Dar reverses that roll up into a roll zone and draws it level. Um, and it was really all about the last two rounds. Like, there wasn't mm-hmm. a great deal. It, again, this is another. Thing that I feel like they've had with the Heritage Cup recently is that they, like guys like Aker, you how to perfectly structure those matches. Yeah, and that every round felt important, but every round felt different.
0: It feels like it's, it's a shame. And I don't like to say it. It feels like it's lost its spark a little bit for something that was very different and very unique in terms of. Not just what WWE do, but generally, like you don't really see a, a format of match like that anywhere yeah. else. Um, it feels like it's kind of lost that shine a bit, and I think part of that comes with who the cup holder is. And that's nothing against Noam Dar, because I think he's really good and I do really like him. But also, but who as you say,
1: pardon? also, who his challengers are.
0: Well, exactly, and that, but as you say, like. Previously, it felt like there was more structure to these matches. The last couple it feels like it just builds to that. Like The first couple of rounds don't mean anything and it's just about it, the last round or two whereas every round before in previous matches, previous holders, every round, whether it was the first, second, third, fourth, fifth or sudden death, felt really important and standalone. Whereas these first couple were just like, they might as well have not been there. It might as well have been a two round match.
1: Yeah, if it, it felt like they were very much trying to just get the get it like to one-one one finish. Up. Yeah. So they could get to the last two rounds and then yeah. actually do stuff of substance. Yeah. Um, which is a shame. So yeah, round four, Dar kicks Coffee a lot. Uh targets his arm. Uh, coffee hits like a vault and shoulder block after a while and a belly to belly, locks in a Boston c- crab. Uh Dar manages to pull them both out the ring. They brawl um, on the outside to end the round, and Dar gets like a liver kick. After the bell, which again is the other thing where every Joe Coffee match it seems to be that's what puts him down. It's like, oh,
0: he's Ooh. got a dodgy liver.
1: Yeah, or his dodgy liver,
0: mate. Don't wrestle. Come on.
1: He's like, oh, he <laughs> kick me in the liver, or oh, it's all fucking talent drinking me. <laughs> <laughs> um, or he punches fucking something in his arm. Yeah. One or the other. Um, yeah. very formulaic. Mm. Uh, and yeah, right. Round five, Dargo straight after coffee uh, from the bell. Coffee blocks an over roller with a Glasgow send off. Uh, back and forth, trading strikes. Coffee starts like kind of like powering through. It's all the best for the bells. um Sharp put stars foot on the ropes. And it, this kind of, so it, this felt disjointed because it was like Shar like jumped a gun a bit. Mm-hmm. The referee also like kind of like looked over and then saw it saw Shaw going for it and then pushed it back and then did it again it was like fuck Uh, Mark Coffey takes shot out of ringside Da Dar hits the overalls pick up the win Um, that yawn pretty much sums up this match for me it was (laughs) probably the dullest NXT UK Heritage Cup match we've had
0: yeah I'd agree it's, yeah, it's a shame to have to say that because as I said, it's a very unique match and it's mm. nice that NHC UK have that in their kind of arsenal that they can bring out like every few weeks or once a month and kind of freshen things up. But this, yeah, it was, it was just a bit stale for me, unfortunately. Yeah, um,
1: I, I think, like, I like Noam Dar a lot. I think mean, he's a great wrestler. Yeah, I, I think his his kind of like structure of the matches is very much where because you got to remember as well, he's the first heel champion. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's very much him just shitbagging about, mm. and then Chart will get involved, and then he'll he'll be one down, and then he'll he'll get two straight wins back to back, um, because of fuckery. And it's like, well, it's fine if you do it once or twice, but after a while, it barely... if
0: every match is structured like that.
1: Yeah, it feels very, as I say, formulaic. The way was... Mm. uh, Mm. copy and paste yeah copy and paste job Um, I'm assuming go on sorry I was going to say who knows like maybe he'll drop it to someone who's a bit more like as I say a bit more like kind of of, like uh, well-rounded or diverse in the ring yeah you
0: can have a heel champion that's fine but just don't resort to the same tactic every match like in a singles match fine like, if that happens, okay, he could do whatever. It. But doing it in a match type where the stipulation's so different, it takes the shine off that match because it makes could, them really predictable.
1: They could do it, and I thought this was the way they were going because they teased it where A-Kid was going to turn heel. Uh, I remember be, you mentioned
0: that, yeah.
1: And just going to be more vicious. Mm. And they could do that with a heel champion where they're just more vicious. Mm. Like Charlie Dempsey, for example. Like Charlie Dempsey. And like even even like look at the Charlie Dempsey kid match. The only time he got he had any involvement was when it looked like he was in trouble. Mm.
0: Prior that. to that, he was Which like is no, vicious, I'm but held his own. Got yeah. this under
1: control. I'm just going to beat the shit out of him.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah.
0: What were your highs and lows?
1: Dempsey kid. Yeah, agreed. Match of the match of the year for NXT UK for me. That um, yeah. it was tremendous. Um, and my low, probably the heritage Cup match, to be honest. Again, I agree. But then also the symbiotes as much just felt like it was there.
0: But that was there to reestablish them, wasn't it? Because they haven't it had a match there. for a while. It was, yeah, like it,
1: was, it was there to reestablish them because they to fuck all with them. It's a drawn was out squash. Yeah, but yeah, it was a drawn out squash that could that match could have gone like be in like two minutes.
0: And it was also more so there, like to reestablish them to also set up Wild Ball's return.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know I was I I really wasn't feeling this week's NXT UK exception
0: of the opening match everything uh, else was just there wasn't it
1: after the opening match and like I mean some of the backstage stuff like the Smith and Carter thing was cool the Nina Samuels thing I'd be laughing Um, the announcement of Roderick Strong was I felt like weird
0: yeah I don't
1: know Stevie Turner was good to see her so I could do the shut up Uh, so I could tell you about the fourth dimension, um, but yeah, like as I say, it feels very much like it's kind of petering out and they're dragging the heels, and they're just like, All right, well, we've got this TV deal, we've got this deal here. We, once that's done, we're done. Hmm. Liquidate it, send over who they want to keep so NXT 2.0, make Akin a matter though, make Ilya stereotypical Russian man, um, anyway. <laughs> yeah.
0: anyway let's end on a positive I've got I've got one tidbit a couple of birthdays
1: I love you
0: I have I uh, love you, you unfortunately on this day in 2009 we lost test to a heart test. attack this is shit uh, birthdays uh, on this day in 1991 Shotzi Blackheart Shotzi Blackheart was born in 1985 Matt Jackson and in 1993 Reginald And I've got one pay-per-view for you. And what I'm going to attempt to do every week when we do these NXT UK reviews is do a tidbit of a UK-based promotion. So we're going to go only to last year, 2021, uh, at Theatre Peckham in London. Uh, Progress presents Chapter 106, Stick a Pony in Me Pocket. That's right, because they've got some fucking great names for their shows. Um, Minnie McKenzie defeated Lana Austin. Gene Money defeated TK Cooper. Uh, Lycos Jim defeated Chris Ridgway and Ethan Allen. Spike Trevay defeated Chuck Mambo. Kanji defeated Giselle right. Shaw. And Cara Noir defeated Luke Jacobs to retain the Progress World title. That sounds like a nice little banger.
1: Yeah. I'm that sure it's probably on not the network. The most loaded of cards there, but it's, it's good.
0: Yeah. I mean, Gene Money's on the card. That's always good It makes see. me
1: happy to know that Gene Money's on WWE Network. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> that does, does make me happy it does anyway
0: that was your double review double roundup of NXC UK thank you very much for joining us uh, we will be back with you with more NXC UK reviews in a fortnight's time uh, if you want to listen to any of our other stuff you can get it on all streaming platforms uh, we've got a big news episode coming up this week where we'll be talking about uh, the rebranding of certain wrestlers among other stories if you don't already, drop us a follow on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, and Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled RasPod. Pod. We'll catch you next time, guys. All the best. Bye. Bye.
1: Hello, yes, Dan Housen here. Dan Housen has been summing You must love this podcast, Housen, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast Housen. <laughs>